0: 20 to 4 on Cape Talk. Mike Wills in for John Mathan. Rebecca Davis from the Daily Maverick joins me now with her weekly Plan B. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Mike. Very good to chat to you as always. Let's begin with human trafficking. It always sounds so grim, so headline-grabbing. It uh, shakes us to our bones. But how real is the latest, uh, I don't know, drama, scare around human trafficking?
1: I'm always skeptical of this And I think you're right. There is something about human trafficking that I think taps into many of our deepest cultural, societal fears. The idea that, you know, you could be like snatched off the street by a complete stranger. You wake up days later, you're drugged, you're in an unfamiliar place, and then you're effectively, you know, imprisoned, made a sex slave, whatever. It's awful. The truth is, though that documented instances of this happening are not very common. Every now and then a few times a year in South Africa, yes, the police will announce that they have found usually some kind of a base in Gauteng, normally, where a number of people, often women, are being kept, usually involving foreign nationals, etc. But it is not an epidemic in this country, and it is also a crime that, arguably received a disproportionate amount of media attention. And this is also something that has happened this week, where there's been a campaign called Know the Real Traffic, something like that, run by three Very little known NGOs, one of which turns out to be actually an ad agency, which have made some really disturbing claims about the scale of human trafficking in South Africa. Among the claims is that more than 150,000 people are currently enslaved in South Africa. Now, Mike, I don't actually know what they mean by enslaved. That was my
0: next question. What does that mean?
1: (laughs) I mean, a lot of people probably consider themselves some kind of slavery just because they hate their job or whatever. The warrant is in the context of human trafficking, they're suggesting that there is, there are over 150,000 people being held kind of against their will in situations involving, you know, sex and drugs, et cetera, in this country. That is a vast number. And the truth is there is really very, very little evidence, if any, to back up that that is the case. The same campaign has been tweeting what they call stats about human trafficking, in which they again provide evidence-free details of areas in Khateng, they say, are hotspots. And the reason why this gets me a bit hot under the collar, Mike, to be honest, is because of QAnon, which you might recall is the global conspiracy theory, which holds, I mean, it's sort of in its dying embers at the moment, but which definitely held in its peak that there was a sort of cabal of Illuminati-like celebrities and public figures who were running a human trafficking global ring and this conspiracy theory really managed to take root in many parts of the world including South Africa and it was all nonsense absolute nonsense so when I see human trafficking now I get and I think many other people do get a little bit suspicious about what is going on there the point of the matter is human trafficking sure it's a terrible problem it is not as widespread as is often made out and Reports of human trafficking being particularly prevalent at the moment are almost certainly evidence-free and should be treated accordingly.
0: And it's awfully ill-defined, as you say. It's a remarkably vague term. All right, let's turn our attention to Elon Musk. Is he the most fabulous South African business success story in history? Or should we be turning the other way and hoping nobody knows us as he's South African? (laughs)
1: And the problem is everyone has noticed. I mean, I, <laughs>
0: written, I'm not so sure. I I would be very surprised if most people outside of South Africa knew that Elon Musk was from South Africa. He doesn't I, boast about the connection.
1: I just feel that only because there is a kind of running internet joke about him being the first African American business tycoon, something along those lines. Also, people seem to find his accent very funny, Mike. And if you listen yeah. to his accent, it does fluctuate, but. At times, there is a very broad South African streak in that accent for a man who hasn't lived here permanently since he was 17 years old. It is a valid question, though. I mean, is Elon Musk really South African at all? He did leave as a teen. He did, however, grow up. I mean, he went to the University of Pretoria for a bit. I think that there is valid reason to claim him, particularly, as I said, because he does have a bit of a South African accent. Elon Musk... Bugs me. <laughs> I or,
0: thought I, no I means just means I just <laughs> I just thought he might.
1: Rebecca, <laughs> look here's my, here's, the, here's how I feel about it. So Life actually done quite well in producing international success stories who are also fairly decent human beings. You know, Charlie Saron seems like a good egg. she has been out there sending money for the KwaZulu-Natal floods. You know, Princess Charlene of Monaco, she loves the rhinos, she's helping the Zulu royal family, whatever. Trevor Noah, is doing his bit. he's playing tennis with with uh, Bill Gates and the rest of it. Elon Musk have never shown any interest, as far as I can see, in assisting South Africa in any way. In fact, if you look up his philanthropic gestures in general, they are exceedingly limited, despite the fact that in 2012 he actually signed a pledge which billionaires do sign, saying that he would give away the majority of his wealth in his lifetime. He's not into charity. And you know what? Maybe that's fine. Maybe not all rich people have to be into charity. But the other aspects of his personality are also what I think cause a kind of national um, embarrassment, or should, you know, his wild tweeting, this kind of sense that at heart he is this very childlike sort of nerd boy Trying to make points, trying to score points against opponents. Where I really went off him, Mike, was in the 2018 Thai cave. Yeah, I know he,
0: he, he lost a lot of ground there with that infamous uh, was it pedo guy allegation.
1: It was not even the fact that he called this man a pedo guy. It was that in his defamation, the defamation case that followed, he claimed pedo guy is a routine insult in South Africa where yeah. I grew up. I mean, don't throw no. us all under the bus like that, Elon, because you know as well as we do that, that is complete and utter nonsense. The man is clearly a wonderful engineer. He clearly knows a lot about manufacturing, space, etc. But his general kind of self-publicizing carnival barker persona, I find incredibly grating. And I can only imagine that the current media frenzy around his purchase of Twitter is actually deeply satisfying to him on a level that I find Doubly
0: enraging. Charlize, I was, de- oh, Charlize, Rebecca, I was delighted to hear you describe Charlize as a good egg because my uh, long departed father divided the world into two categories of people. You were either a good egg or a bad fish. Uh, mm. I, so, so I think, There's it. so you've probably put Elon in the bad fish category and Charlize in the good egg category. I love that <laughs> expression. I haven't heard it for so long. All right. Now, you, you told me you were going to talk about this and it's had my brain befuddled ever so since but you you have a, a strange question uh, that you're pursuing the answer to
1: this is it was purely as a result of one of those things you come across on social media that really sticks in your head and this was the question take note cape talk listeners because i would love to hear your response is bread the only food that changes its name after heat is applied I repeat, is bread the only food that changes its name after heat is applied? The obvious implication being you put a piece of bread in a toaster, and when it comes out, it's toast. Is there any other food in the world of which the same can be said? That merely the act of heating it changes its name. Now, Mike, yep. let me get a few ground rules.
0: Out <laughs> okay. here.
1: We are talking about food, not ingredients. You cannot say to me, for instance, eggs, because you heat an egg and then it becomes an omelette. Eggs are not food to start with. People very rarely eat. And also, you can
0: can order eggs. Yeah, yeah.
1: you can. We're talking about something, uh, a food that is consumable on its own, perfectly normally, which then you apply heat to, and in the process, its name changes. This was. An uproar on the internet, like almost nothing I've ever seen before. And the answers are still unsatisfactory, as far as I can tell. Have you come up with anything on your own?
0: Well, uh, WhatsApp immediately has said uh, water becomes ice. Is that fair? No,
1: I'm not going to accept that because water is not a food.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm looking for
1: a food. food. Okay. The closest I got, Mike, was yeah. sashimi. Right, sashimi yeah. is sashimi. It's raw fish. You eat it. But if you were to heat that sashimi, it would become tuna or salmon or whatever else. And that's weak, Mike. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like that answers
0: the no, question. No, I'm with you. I'm I. I see where you're going. We've got to be tight yeah. here. Got people saying yeah. potatoes in the oven, baked potato. Uh-uh. No, 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 no.
1: No, no. You don't eat a raw potato, mate. We're looking for something that you can eat before you apply heat to
0: it. And it changed. Really cool. I love it. It's one of those great questions that'll have people arguing all through the evening. Rebecca, thank you very, very much as always for your plan B. Rebecca Davis, you'll find her writings on Daily Maverick, uh, every, almost every day.